Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Hey, welcome to this, your Wednesday edition of Southeast Radio's morning mix. Last Wednesday on the programme, we spoke to Lisa MacDonald. The book should stop at the top. The book stop the with government. the CEO. No, with the CEO. In, in terms of Wexford County Council right. and the delivery of its housing programme, it's underwhelming. Why not build wherever we can build instead of looking at this whole nonsense, to be quite frank, of uh, pick your three top places and that's where the right. housing demand is. That is pure nonsense. OK, well, what you said is you believe, these are your words, that the book stops with the CEO mm-hmm. uh, of Wexford County yeah. Council, Mr Tom Henry. Yeah. That was Lisa McDonald speaking to me. I put, uh, I sent an email to the Chief Executive of Wexford County Council, Tom Enright, inviting him to come on to look at the whole area of housing and other areas, including the uh, Wexford County Council Economic and Community Investment Programme. And he joins me now. Good morning to you, Tom. Good morning, Lal, and good morning to your listeners. Tom, housing is very much high on the agenda. We also get an update on the various projects that are coming around or have been going on for quite some time here in the county. But first of all, in a positive light, there is some breaking news that you'd like to share with us or update us on. Yeah, it's um, some great news, I think, for, for County Wexford. Yesterday, we received confirmation from on board Planola that they are granting pla- planning permission for a major new film studio uh, just outside Kylanirn in Borley House. Uh, it's a 160-acre site. Uh, we met with them about three years ago. Uh, there are people that were involved in Pinewood Studios in the UK, and they're looking at developing a large film studio here in Ireland, in County Wexford. Um, so they applied for planning permission, and that planning permission was approved by the council in January last year, and it was then appealed to Bortonola and the board uh, made a decision which we were notified of yesterday, and that decision was to grant the development so it's, it's a huge development. It's uh, over 200,000 square foot of uh, in, involving seven uh, studios, seven film studios, ten workshops, and all of the ancillary services around creating a very large film studio. Um, the uh, promoters uh, say that they're going to create 620 jobs, which is huge for Wexford. Uh, direct jobs with another 120 indirect jobs as well as part of that development. Uh, as you know, the council has been working for a number of years to, to promote Wexford as a, a location for film. We're seeing a huge growth in that market with Netflix and other online film producers. And there's a huge shortage of studio space in the British Isles. Um, we, have, we set up this new initiative called Screen Wexford uh, a couple of years ago to specifically promote Wexford as a location for film. Mm. And we're seeing some success with that. We believe Wexford is... a a great location. We have good weather here. We have <coughs> all the different types of natural amenities, you know, f- for film. Whether that's <coughs> if, if they want to use a castle, uh, country house, right. coastal locations, forest, mountains. We have it all here in Wexford, and now we're going to have a major film studios for the indoor shooting of film as well. So it's a huge uh, bonus to the county, and I think something that's going to create a lot of activity here uh, over the next number of years. Good positive way to start, but let's get on to some of the main talking points now, Tom. Um, housing, perhaps the biggest issue in the county at the moment. In fact, many have described it as a crisis. Would you agree with this? Are we in a crisis? I think the whole country is in a, a crisis with housing. Um, it's a huge problem, not just here in Wexford. It's very acute all over the country. Um, uh, but it's something that is being addressed. It's going to take time, but there's a lot of uh, plans in place and there's a lot of progress being made. Bear in mind, it, it is the main talking point at the moment, as uh, you would attest to and I would attest to at the various council meetings. I'd like to explore it from a district perspective uh, and to get an update from you, beginning with the Rosslare Municipal District. I, I sent you a transcript of Lisa McDonald's interview. 
who was far from happy with the progress and said, the book stopped with you. Do you accept this? Have you had a chance to listen to the transcript? I have, yes, yeah. yeah no, certainly, look, you know, the book does stop with the executive and the council. Uh, you know, our housing staff have been working really, really hard over the last number of years to uh, deal with the significant housing problems that we have here in County Wexford. As I said, it's something that we're seeing across the country. In fact, it's probably worse in some locations than it is here in Wexford. Um, We have an ambitious housing capital programme to deliver uh, new housing for uh, social housing for people here in Wexford that can't provide housing for themselves. Um, It's taking time to get that that programme rolled out. Uh, It's taking longer than we would have hoped. Uh, We've been set back with COVID where construction was shut down, which delayed some of our projects. And now with the the, the whole energy crisis now and the cost of materials, we see some builders are pulling back in terms of their plans to to develop housing. Uh, We hope that's a temporary measure and we see some signs that that's uh, starting to ease. Um, But the solution here, Alan, is not just building social housing and we intend building a minimum of 1,155 uh, social housing units over right. the next uh, uh, four to five years as part of our plan. Uh, but there's a need to get private housing built here in the county because if we want to solve the housing crisis here in County Wexford, we need to build much more houses. Uh, all the district chairs, because I couldn't go to each of the individual councils, but I did go to the district chairs to get an update from them since you're in studio with me this morning. Like, uh, Elisa's case, she says, no housing plan for the uh, Rosslare Municipal District, one housing estate being built in Rosslare of 20 houses, second phase on a go slow, five houses in Ballygallan Big at a standstill, 20 houses in Togoat on the Longfinger, people from the area being offered houses in Wexford, and it makes no sense. So you can understand that uh, councillors like Lisa and her fellow councillors are getting this in the neck? Yeah, I, I don't agree with all of those comments. First of all, we have, uh, if you look at the, our housing list, we have uh, 111 families in the Rosslare district that are looking for, for social housing that don't have their housing need currently met. Um, we are building currently 23 units in uh, uh, in Rosslare Strand, which are uh, will be completed shortly. And we have gone to tender on a further 12 units there. So that will give us 35. We have plans to build 18 in Togoat, and that's gone through planning. So it's not on the long finger. That project is moving. And we have, have five there in, in Ballygallan as well, which, which uh, uh, again, are going through planning. Mm-hmm. So if you look at that, that's over 50 housing units that will be d- delivered in the short to medium term, which uh, will cater for over half the de- around half the demand that's there at the moment in terms of the... Uh, the housing need in the Rosslare district. Um, we have plans for other schemes. Uh, one of the issues we have in many uh, of our, our villages is we don't have uh, sewage treatment facilities um, of a standard that allows us to have more development. And that's certainly holding up uh, uh, development in, in some of those locations. But we, we have got approval from Irish Water. There's a new sewage scheme under construction, as you know, in Kilmore Quay. Hmm. There's a new sewage scheme coming to completion in uh, uh, Duncannon, uh, in, in Archerstown. Um, we have plans for other schemes with Irish Water around the county. And as those schemes come on board, we will be able to develop more housing in those village locations. Right. We're also, you know, we've advertised three times this year uh, looking for landowners, uh, developers who have land, who have planning approval, to build turnkey developments for us. 
uh, and we're getting we're getting a good response to that as well. So it's not just that we're out there buying land, that we're developing our own plans for social housing. We've also reached out uh, to the private housing market who have uh, land, who have planning in place, uh, maybe can't get the bank finance to get started, that we would step in and buy right. a number of social units from them. And that's working as well. So we, we will have be developing more plans in the Rossler district as we will in the other districts and we see the approval that we have for 1,155 units as an absolute minimum. We expect mm-hmm. to far exceed that over the next few years. And people that say that there's been little progress made. Last year we, uh, we led the development of 300 new social housing. This year we'll have a similar figure of around 300 new units being, being delivered. So that's 600 families that get new council right. housing. Uh, over the last two years. So in two years, we will have delivered uh, 600 units. Now, if we can continue at that pace, we will far exceed the 1,155 that we have over a five-year programme approval from the Department of Housing. So it is our intention to exceed that number, and I hope we will exceed it by far more than that. Right. Uh, In the time frame I have with you, Tom, I have the in-studio with me, the Chief Executive of Wexford County Council, Tom Enright. I want to move on to the other districts, but one thing she did mention in the transcript that I want to bring to your attention, she said, in September 2020, Minister O'Brien increased the limit on the single-stage approval process from €2 million to €6 million, and she believes this means we do not need to go through the four stages of approval for projects up to €6 million. And she sent me a list of counties that have already done that, and she feels that Wexford is falling down badly in this area. Is she right? Well, the, the single-stage approval process isn't, isn't a quarter of the time as the four-stage approval process. I mean, there's a, a myth there that that's the case. It takes, it takes almost as long. Uh, in any case, it's limited to the numbers of, uh, of 20 units, uh, or 6 million, as you said. Uh, so a scheme like the one in Rosslare Strand wouldn't qualify for the single-stage process. But we will use the single-stage process where it's appropriate and where we have less than 20 units in developments. But we are looking at larger developments with more than 20 units for many of our schemes. Let's move on to Enniscorthy. The uh, comments coming from there are the waiting list for one or two and bed houses is a big issue, the need for a housing scheme of disability accessible houses and the need to use infill areas, small areas of wasteland around the district to build houses on. Could you look at those for me, the the concerns of Enniscorthy? Certainly, yeah. I, I fully agree. There is an issue with one and two bed houses and uh, it's, some, it's an area that we haven't been delivering enough units on um, and the reason for that is that we have been given priority to families, with families with children on our, on our housing list. So we've been developing three and four bed houses largely uh, but we do know that there is a, a whole cohort there on our housing list of single people um, oftentimes separated uh, males that, that uh, can't provide housing for themselves, that have moved out of the family home uh, and, and don't have their own uh, permanent uh, uh, residence. And so that's something we're starting to address and we have quite a few number of one and two bed uh, um, schemes coming on, on which, will ha- which will cater for, for, for some of that demand. So as I said, it, it, we've been given priority to families, uh, but now we're, we're not just doing that, we're also catering for single people as well. And the whole idea of using infill sites? I fully agree with that. Um, yeah. is, it, it, is it doable? It is, yeah. They, they can be quite expensive to develop. A lot of the infill sites, the, the reason that they're there is because there's problems with them. Mm. Um, in a lot of our older towns, there's archaeology in them, there's old structures, there's difficulties getting access to them. So it's not simple to come up with a, it's, it's much more expensive to develop infill sites in a town than it might be for a greenfield development on the edge of town. Yeah. And it can, be, it can be difficult for us often to get department approval for that increased cost. But certainly we have looked at a number of these. Uh, we have looked at, at some 
uh, derelict buildings uh, in our town centres. We've acquired a number of those and we're, we're knocking those and building new housing there in order to get people living back in our town centres but yes. also to provide social housing. Let's move on then to the Wexford district and the, the comments coming from there are why are we relying on approved housing bodies to build or house our people? Can we look at tenants who want to downsize and let families move into three to four bedroom houses as long as we have one two bedroom units? This is one that is constantly raised yeah. and uh, the, these are the thoughts of the, the Mayor of Wexford Councillor Maura Bell. HAP is not the permanent solution as it's still propping up the private rental market with exorbitant rents. So if you, if you look at those three issues there, Tom, mm. approved housing bodies to build, house our people, uh, why are we relying on them? Well, I think we have to rely on them. In fact, we've actually brought additional approved housing bodies into the county because there was very few of them operating here. And for us to, to, to address the housing crisis that's here, we do need the approved housing bodies to play their part. And they are providing about 40% of the, the new social housing over the next number of years. So they have a role to play. Um, they have Some of them have their own sources of funding. Many of them get their funding sources through ourselves, through the Department of Housing. Um, but they have a role to play here, and approved housing bodies are, are providing housing for people across the county here, and we want to encourage that and, and facilitate it. But that doesn't stop us yeah. from uh, developing our own social housing as well. I think that's um, the pressure, the point she's making there. She wants us to develop more. Oh, yeah, uh, um, we, yeah. we want to develop more. But the approved housing bodies have a role to play here as well, and, and it's important that they do. In terms of getting tenants to move, I mean, we, we, we'd like to see more of that. Hmm. But oftentimes where you have, you know, uh, housing tenants that, that would be in a, in a three-bedroom house, for example, but their family have moved on, you know, and, that, and they've been renting that house in the council for many years, you know, they don't want to leave their family home. It's very difficult to get where you have a single person or a couple that are... Are, are living in the family home to downsize it can be difficult to do right. uh, and as I said we don't have a, a, as many one and two bed units uh, and we have been developing those to the scale that we want to but we're starting to do that It's probably a discussion for another day the whole rental situation but uh, the, the point raised by Maura about uh, HAP not being the permanent solution and propping up the private rental market with exorbitant rents. Do you agree with her, her thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, think, I don't think HAP is going to be a long term solution um, I think HAP will uh, will decrease as we can as we can build more units. I mean, the the solution here is to build more social housing units. That is the solution here to the social. And can housing it be done? Here. Can the building it, be done? It can be done, but we're, you know, it's not as simple as just switching on a switch and and, and producing new houses. It yeah. does take time, and there are constraints, as you know, in the construction sector at the moment in terms of labour and materials and cost, which is uh, holding back things to some extent. Um, but look, as I said, we hope that that's all temporary. Uh, but our ambition is to, right. to far exceed our targets that we've been given by the Department of Housing and on the path we're going at the moment, that will happen. OK, let's move on to Gorey. The, the Waldron site in Gorey, the largest land bank in Wexford, we are in ownership of this land for four years and we're still waiting on a Part 8. Now, Part 8, you can de- describe it. It's applying for planning permission for development, is it? It is. It's applying for, for, uh, it's applying for planning permission for... Uh, ourselves, it's our own planning process, and this is a volatile one in council chambers, as yeah. you and I both well know. Well, Gorey is probably the most acute housing problem in the county. Gorey and Wexford Town are where the particular pressures are, uh, and particularly in Gorey because of the cost of housing and the price of housing for young people. So, in order to address that, we purchased the seventy-three acre site in mm-hmm. Saint Wallerans from Nama just over three years ago, and we did. That's the biggest land bank we've ever bought in terms of housing. And we did that because of the particular uh, problems that are in Gorey. Now, yesterday at the Gorey Kilmockridge District meeting, we gave a presentation with our architects uh, of our first phase of housing development, which is 170 units, units which will be going into planning next month. 
and that is a mix of social uh, housing, affordable housing, right. and and private housing, um, because we want that mix of tenure in that development. But part of that St. Wallerin site, we're developing a new public park. There's a wonderful area there with mature trees and hedgerows in front of where the old house was, the, the old St. Wallerin's house was. And we'll also have, de- have designated between 10 and 15 acres for major sports facilities as well for North Wexford. So we have master planned that project, that okay. whole set And the question acres. raised about Part A, Tom, what, yes. what, what's the, the update on that? Well, that, sorry, that, that's the Part A, that's the planning, that's the planning process. That, that Part A process is starting next month. That will be advertised. Uh, and it will take three to four months to get that planning approval in place. Okay. So during that time, we were preparing tenders to go to the market to uh, to get interest in developing these these units. Now, these 170 units are not included in the 1,155 that we have approval on our five-year plan from the Department of Housing. They are additional, uh, and they should be because we want to develop more. Hmm. But one of the, the real concerns to many councillors, and we see it ourselves with dealing with people in, in our housing department, is affordable housing. And right. that has not been really developed here in the county. There hasn't been particularly those in the main income th- or the middle income threshold. They are really suffering. They, they are. There's there's huge issues there. I mean, if you take a young person or a young couple in the likes of Gorey or Wexford Town and elsewhere in the county, who have good jobs, they might mm. be on thirty, forty thousand euros each a year or more. And if they go into the bank to buy, you know, a three bedroom semi in Gorey for three hundred and fifty thousand, they yeah. just won't get bank finance. So what's going to happen to them? So what we need to do is to have an affordable housing scheme that can provide houses that are affordable that they can afford. And that's what we intend doing, and that's what we intend using quite a bit of the St. Waller site for, is to meet that affordable housing demand. And we also have plans here yeah. in, in Wexford Town in terms of affordable housing. Affordability is less of an issue in Enniscorty and in New Ross, but it is still an issue, and we'll be looking there at how we can, at, at how we can uh, develop affordable housing there. But our first project in Gorey is not actually on the St. Waller site. It is a 20-house scheme that we have full planning permission for in Ramsford, right. and we are preparing tender documents to go to tender on that project before the end of this year for okay. 20 affordable units. Now, we did, back in July, we did a roadshow. We, we, we invited young people and other people that were interested in affordable housing to come in and mm. meet our, our, our team, uh, our housing team and our architects in the Gorey District Office and show them the Ramsford development of what it would look like. Uh, what the houses, roughly the prices will be. Yeah. And we had 120, we, 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 we did it on a Saturday as well because many people might live in, work in, live in Gordon, work in Dublin and weren't available during the week. So we ran this for a number of days, including a Saturday. And we had about 120 hmm. people or couples that came in that we believe will qualify for affordable housing. We've told them it's going to take 12 to 18 months to get those houses d- d- developed, but we know there's a market there for this. Our initial one... Uh, affordable housing development will be for 20 units but we will have far more than that than okay. on the St. Before I move away from Gorey and Kilmuckridge then move on to New Ross and then take a short commercial break and look at other developments that we haven't spoken about in quite some time. Um, the St. Joseph site according to uh, Councillor um, Donald who, who contacted me, Donald Kenny uh, this site was passed by the council in 2018 and as of yet we do not have a shovel in the ground. Well, that project has, has moved on and we will have a shovel in the ground there very shortly. Um, we, we had difficulty. There was disagreement on the design of that, that, that scheme. Um, there was delays with purchasing the site. It was a, a former school. Um, we had to uh, get in demolish the school that was being used for antisocial behaviour. Um, but the, there was a, a mixed view whether there should be more car parking made available on that for town centre car mm. parking uh, and less housing. So 
again, it took time for us to get agreement on the type of design for that. But that project is moving ahead now. So have you an, an exact date or even a, a, an, an idea of the date that uh, uh, Donald is asking for a shovel in the ground? Yeah, it's, um, we, have, uh, we have submitted the, uh, the documents to the department for approval uh, and we're waiting for approval to go to tender. And once we go to tender and get prices in, we'll be starting construction. That, that scheme will be under construction uh, in, in, in the first half of next year. Finally, New Ross. Now, you've covered a major concern in general for all the areas about affordable houses and sites for people outside the housing list. You've covered that. But the, the concerns in New Ross, 200 houses in the pipeline over the next two years, but more resources are needed to meet demand. And also the emphasis coming from the New Ross area um, is over-reliance on turnkey developments rather than council build and council land. So they're the two talking points from the New Ross area. What's your response to them? Yeah, um, just on the, the turnkey, well, what turnkey is is where as I said earlier, where, where we advertise and a builder or contractor who has land and has planning or can get planning for housing uh, comes to us and we agree to buy those units and as a turnkey. So they're completed for us. It's a very quick way of getting delivery of social housing uh, and it helps us in places like New Ross where we don't have much of a land bank um, for housing. Uh, so it's the turnkeys are, are part of the solution. They're an important part of the solution. We started on turnkeys about five years ago when other local authorities weren't doing that and others have now followed suit. And turnkeys are delivering quite a few social housing for us and they're also giving us a mix in terms of location of housing rather than having all social housing located in the one area in the town that we gives us a mix in a dis, you know, uh, of tenure across, across uh, developments. Um, and turnkeys are used by the approved housing bodies as well. So that they're part of the solution. I wouldn't dismiss turnkeys. They are part of the solution and they give us good quality housing and they can get us to us in, in a very quick But just to case. answer the, 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 the question from the New Ross area, are we over-reliant on the turnkeys? Not at all. I mean, we've advertised, as I said, three times this year looking for yeah. turnkeys. Um, yeah. As I said, turnkeys are part of the solution. Where, where we don't have land or there's no land available for us to acquire, um, you know, or we have limited amount of land, uh, turnkey where developers right. have land and have planning permission in place and can develop housing for us is a sensible solution and oftentimes it can be lower cost than what than the traditional way of us buying land uh, getting planning building ourselves mm. uh, it can be quicker and it can be more cost effective so it's, it, it is a good solution and again going back to that question of the council building more on council lands what's the response to that in the yeah. New Ross area yeah I think as I said we have limited amount of lands in, in New Ross uh, we are looking to acquire more lands and we are we have a number of schemes developing on, on our own sites in New Ross South East Radio's Morning Mix Chat News and your views